Hey, it's Daniel, and today I'm joined by Kate. <coughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. I'm just joking. I'm not sick at all. Sure. And this is good chat. Catherine. Daniel. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Happy to be here. It feels like it's been a while. And I promise I won't sing because I feel like the last episode we recorded, I sang a lot. So apologies. I think that's probably for the best. Yeah. Keeping the singing to a minimum. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks. Not much has changed since we last spoke. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is still a pandemic sweeping through the state. We are still in lockdown. But Kate, the show must go on. The show must go on, yes. And it is. Kate. Yes? Life is a highway. I want to ride it all night. Oh, that was too easy. Oh, what did I say? Sorry for singing. Immediately started singing. What are we talking about today, Daniel? We're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it fluffy, keep it positive, and we're going to talk about being sick. Woo! Fully sick. (laughs) I'm not really sick. I'm faking it. Yes, we'll get to that later, Kate. (laughs) All right, so thinking back to the days when it was all black and white, what was it like being sick as a child, Kate? The best. Oh, it was the best. Being sick as a kid. I was never a sickly kid. Yeah. Me being sick as a child was just being home in bed watching daytime television. You had your, what was that show called? Ready, Steady, Cook. Yeah. You had your daytime streams and you got a head start on the 4.30 cartoon. It's like, that was it. Lemonade. Yeah, just lemonade. That's my memory of being sick as a kid. So as an adult now, do you find yourself reaching for the lemonade when you are sick? No. I like a sick day, but I don't like being sick. But I also hate a sick day as an adult when I'm sick. All I can think of is the work that I will go back to. And I think I would rather just work than be sick. I hear you, sis. Unfortunately, that's where I am. But I love taking a sick day when I'm not sick. Yeah. What about you? What was your sick day? Well, who doesn't love feeling special and having a parent checking on them every five minutes as a child? I definitely relate to what you said about the daytime TV thing, because I remember when I was home from school, I would be watching Little House on the Prairie and Entertainment Tonight, things that you would miss if you were at school. There was this hour of television. I remember being sick. I would be at home and mum would be doing the ironing and I would just have to watch what she wanted. And it was like seventh heaven, touched by an angel and then whatever the midday movie was. Yeah. They were always garbage. 100%. Did you ever try and hoodwink your parents and pretend you were sick? Well, Kate, I never liked going to school. Oh, you never liked school at all? I didn't enjoy going to school, no. I'd rather be at home. I would rather always be at home. So I would try and stay home when I could. It happened. Mm. I don't think it was excessive to the point where I'd always fake being sick. Did your parents know you didn't like going to school? I think so. I definitely had friends who they didn't like going to school. Their parents knew and it would be like, oh, they're sick. It was kind of like agreement between the kid and the parents. Fair enough. Sometimes I feel like my parents 100% knew when I was faking it and like I was avoiding something at school. Yeah. <gasps> Can I tell you about the best sick day I ever had? Okay, Ferris Bueller. It's kind of like that. So I woke up one day and I was supposed to be going to school and I don't know why my mum kind of goes, oh, no, no, you're sick today. I was like, what? And she goes, I've already called the school. You're too sick to go. And I was like, okay, like she's telling me this. Wow. And it turned out she had won in some stupid raffle, like a silent auction for a charity thing. Yeah. A night at some hotel in Katoom. And 
was on like a Wednesday and you had to check in. You didn't have to stay the night, but you had to check in. And if she didn't check in, she would have to pay additional costs Okay. because they had gifted them. And so she just didn't want to drive down to Katoomba and back alone. So she made me take the day off to drive with her. Wow. And she let me like be in control of the music. We stopped at Little McDonald's, the lolly store in Lurie. It was like the funnest road trip with my mom. Nice. We played games. It was the best. And it was all orchestrated by my mum. And she's like, if anyone asks you, we're sick. (laughs) It's a bit of a role reversal there. Yeah. It was a good time. It was just one of those things when a parent did something, you're like, that was really cool. Yeah. I wasn't technically faking it, but I do remember in kindergarten in particular, one day I had a stomach ache and it resulted in me sharding myself. I like how you opened with, I wasn't faking it. Like... (laughs) I mean, I wasn't technically faking it because I was unwell, but I didn't know what to do at that point. So I just went to the sick bay and then I went home. You didn't fake it. It's not like you sat there and just went, you know what? I'm going to commit to this to get out of school. I'm just going to try real hard to make this happen. But I mean, I've definitely taken mental health days in previous jobs that maybe the environment wasn't the best. Yeah. I worked at a place where they made you feel guilty when you were sick. Oh. If you were sick, it was like, you know, we care about you. But they had this way of making you feel like, oh, you know that the others are going to have to pick up your work. And here's the thing. When it was another person who was sick, the team was super supportive. They would be like, yeah, yeah, of course. Go, go, go. We've got this. Don't worry. But the boss always had this essence of you can go, but do you really want to do this to your team members? And you're like, I'm sick. I don't want to be in the office. Yeah. Do you really want to let everyone down? Exactly. And then when I kind of went to another job, I had a real complex about never taking sick days because I would feel so bad. Yeah. And I remember my manager at the time, he was like, we don't want you here if you are sick. Go away. Don't feel guilty. Just leave. Yeah. I think that's the right way to go about it. Yeah. One time in band camp, <laughs> no, when I was working in retail and I was actually sick, I called in sick and the person I was speaking to passed the phone to the store manager. She's very disappointed pleased with me and basically just said to me, can't you just take something and come in? I was dumbfounded. I didn't know what to say. Like, how do you respond to that? So I basically just said, okay, and went to work. (gasps) What do you say to that? No, I can't. You don't even apologize. At the end of the day, if you're sick, it is a courtesy that you're letting them know. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember when I worked at Coles, I contracted conjunctivitis and it's super contagious. And it is actually illegal if you know you have it to go to work if you are going to be interacting with money or food, not supposed to work. Yeah. And I called up the store and I was like, hey, really sorry, I've got conjunctivitis. I'm going to have to take two or three days off work. They were like, no, you can still come in. And I was like, "Mm, no, I can't. I have conjunctivitis. They didn't know what it was. Oh, okay. I think they thought it was like dermatitis or I don't know what they thought it was, but I was like, no, no, no. My eyes are closed. They're all gross. It's really contagious. I can't come here. Wow. But they were like adamant. No, no, no. You need a certificate. I'm like, I have a doctor. That was one thing I always do. I Someone told me once, always offer a medical certificate or say you have it and you'll never probably need it. But the fact that you open with that, oh, I've got a doctor's certificate. There's nothing really a manager can kind of do then because they're like, oh. Maybe that's what I sort of opened with that time and she wouldn't have said, can't you just take something and come in? (laughs) Exactly, because it's an empty threat there. Because I feel like, especially in retail, they're like, you need to get a doctor's certificate because they get all hoity-toity because they're like, you're not really sick, you're not going to get it. And then you go, okay, I've got one. They're like, 
Okay. Whenever I was sick from work, I would always get one, but I would feel like it was a waste of time. It was a waste of my time. It was a waste of the doctor's time to make an appointment, go and wait, and then see the doctor because mm-hmm. I just need this piece of paper, basically. Yeah, I get that. Have you ever had a doctor do a house visit? Never in my entire life, no. I had it once and he came to the house like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. It was really late, but I needed the doctor's certificate for something. Can't remember why. I think I was like, I'm going to see what this is like. (laughs) I regretted it because he didn't come for ages. What's your best excuse? If you're in a pinch and you need an excuse on the fly, what's your excuse? I don't know, but I feel like diarrhea is a good excuse. Yes, it always is. But at the same time, it's usually true with me anyway, so... (laughs) And someone, an old manager or like someone tell me once, this was when I worked at Coles, they were like, oh, if you ever need to get out of anything, just say you've got diarrhea. And I was like, gross. They're like, yeah, it is gross and no one will ever question it because they just want to shut the conversation down immediately. And it is a shared human experience that everyone knows what it's like. They don't want to talk about it. They're just like, yep, 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 just go. I don't care. Just go away. So, Kate, riddle me this. Yeah. Do you remember recently prior to lockdown, there was a bit of a catch up and you did not attend? Yes. Yeah, so um, about that. <laughs> uh, no, that time I did have really bad. I can't remember what court. <gasps> I do remember. It was, I can tell you what happened. Please do. I bought a Subway and I got the pizza sub and it was salami and pepperoni. I had heart, because I got a foot long. And I, because I was like, I'm going to have this over two days. Yeah. Put one in the fridge. When I took it home, it came to room temperature and I put it in the fridge again. Oh, right. In the drive home. I think I'd left it in my bag. And then the next day I ate it and it was, it was not good. There was a temperature shift of cured meats. Uh, I was so sick. You don't have to leave this in. I'm 100% leaving this in. (laughs) So let's get Michelle on the blower and find out if she's ever faked it. (gasps) Hello. Hi, Michelle. It's Daniel. Hello, Daniel. And Kate. Hello, Kate. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Awesome. We're good. So, Michelle, we wanted to know, have you ever faked it? Have you ever faked being sick? Tell us a story. (laughs) Well, actually, I used to do it all the time when I was a child. Wow. (laughs) To get out of school? Yeah, yeah. In primary school, I'd always call in sick. I remember going to the sick bay just when I didn't feel like doing work. And they would just always believe me. No one ever questioned it. Did you say what was wrong? No, I wouldn't even need to say what was wrong. I'm just, I'm not feeling well. Wow. I remember my teacher would be like, oh, what's wrong? Is it a sore tummy? And like, she'd give me symptoms. And I'd just be like, yep, sure. It's that. You just roll with it. Yeah. I remember sometimes the teachers would be like, maybe you need to see a doctor. This is happening a lot. But that was all it ever was. That was the extent of it? Yeah. No one ever was like, this is a pattern. This is a bit of a concern. Fair enough. Didn't do it in high school, even though... I wanted to, but I think by that point, there was more scrutiny, so didn't really work out. So as a child, when you were sick, was there anything that you would have, like any kind of special food or anything that would make you feel better? Like a comfort food? Yeah. Mine was lemonade. Um, I don't think so. I only really got comfort food for when I was sad, but never for when I was sick. Okay. The risk is too high. Yeah, and probably when you were sick, you wouldn't have much of an appetite anyway. Yeah. It'd probably be something healthy, so not that exciting. What are your plans for today? I'm going to be working on some creative projects. Nice. I can't wait to hear about it. She won't stop talking about it, Kate. Sure. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Yes? I had pizza last night. Oh, 
good. I wish I had pizza last night. I had Chinese last night. Did you have a Chinese and watch TV? I actually did. I tell you what, there's been a lot of TV shows finishing up the hiatus. American Horror Story had a double episode premiere and I watched that. Wow, I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, sorry. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back and they're doing double episodes every week. So I'm catching up on that. And I was doing it all while eating Chinese. So Lily Allen's impact. Love that for all of us. Mm. I'm going to let you get on with your day and your creative endeavors. Be free, my child. No worries. Bye, Michelle. Bye. So, okay, earlier you mentioned that you had a house call from a doctor one time. Yes. All right, so I want to ask you about Dr. Google. <gasps> Dr. Google, okay. It's a hypochondriac's best friend. We're so spoiled to have information at our fingertips, but obviously it also can be a bit of a burden. Yes. So how many times have any of us felt any kind of symptom, Googled it, and then ended up thinking that we had three days to live? Yeah. I've never been like a Googler of symptoms because I know that you can go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Especially now I'm in my 30s. I have realized if I do Google something, it's usually a pain in my foot and I'm like, what is this? And it always ends with just, yeah, you know, this happened to a certain age. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm at that certain age. Your knee clicks sometimes. This is normal. That's more of the scary realization. Yeah. But I do use Dr. Google for the dog and it's always pretty accurate. I use it a lot for the dog. Obviously, a lot of symptoms in general can relate to many, many different things. I do it. I Google it. I look it up, but I take it with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah. It could be many different things. And I always just think, well, you know, if it gets to the point where you're concerned, then, you know, go to the doctor. A lot of people have an aversion with going to the doctor. Why do you think that is? For me, it's going to the waiting room. Like I will make a doctor's appointment for 10.45. Yep. I know that I'm not seeing that doctor until 11.30. And I will get there 10 minutes before. I've never gone to a doctor's and not had to wait, regardless if there's no one in the waiting room or if there's 50 people in the waiting room. Yeah, it's so true. It kills my life. I have done a few over-the-phone consultations and they have been heavenly because they just call you within the hour of your appointment. And I'm like, oh, love it. <laughs> Because I stopped eating meat a couple of years ago, I thought it would be a good idea to go and get a blood test just to make sure everything was fine. And I went to the doctor. She ended up saying to me, you're not female, so you wouldn't be losing a lot of blood. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought that regardless if you're not having a particular amount of iron intake, that could still affect you. Mm. I ended up doing the test and everything was fine. But speaking of not being female. Yes. Man flu. Oh. So basically the term man flu is describing constitutional character flaw of men who, when they have a cold or a flu, embellish the severity of the symptoms and adopt the helpless patient role and rely heavily on others to help them until they recover. Mm. Do you feel like this is a real thing? What are your thoughts? I feel like, and I'm not going to go down a patriarchal rant, but I kind of am. Sure. I feel like when a female or when a person who identifies as a woman who gets sick kind of just has been oppressed to the point that your needs are not at the forefront. So you just kind of have to get on with it. I think it's very common for women to put themselves last. They really, really have to be on their last legs to actually stop doing stuff and yeah. sit down and try and get better. They find it hard to put themselves first. Whereas I feel like when a male gets sick, everything stops. 
because they can't keep going because they're not at their best. So I just feel it's not necessarily that the symptoms are worse. I think the symptoms are probably pretty even across the path there. Yeah. There's just a bit more of a freedom for a man to say, no, I'm tapping out. I need to sit. I need to rest. I need to recuperate. Whereas I feel it's a more ingrained in women to say, yes, I feel sick. Oh, but I still need to do this, 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 and this because I can't not do this, this, and this. In my honest opinion, that's where I think it comes from. Okay. Because I definitely know when I'm sick, my husband has to say, no, 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 you sit down, stop doing this. You're sick. He has to reinforce that I need to stop doing stuff. Yeah. Whereas when I know when he's sick, he's like, no, I'm out. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to lay on the lounge. That's it. He's upfront about that. Whereas I'm like, no, 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 I'll still organize. You know, I'm still sick. I'll go do the shopping. I'll go do all of these things and then I can relax and then I can focus on getting better. What are your thoughts? That is so true though, Kate, because I actually had a team leader once I used to work with in a previous job that would basically say that the only reason she wouldn't come into work would be if she was actually in hospital. Oh, okay. Exactly what you were just saying. It needs to be super extreme in order to not go into work, basically. Yes. So I think there is that expectation. Mm. So my dad, he was one of those people who never took a sick day in like 20 years. Oh, wow. It wasn't something he was actively trying to. It wasn't a badge of honor, I don't believe it. He's not like, oh, I've never taken a sick day. It just worked out that way. Yeah, exactly. It just kind of worked out. And I think he changed departments a few times, so it didn't take any leave for years. Sure. When he finally did take leave, they were just like, oh, he must be dying, must be on his last leg. Yeah. Turned out he just broke his toe and the doctor was like, it's going to hurt to walk for a few days, take a few days off. And it was the most anti-climate. They all like had a card ready for him. No one called him to actually check in. Yeah. They just all worked up this scenario because he's finally taken a day off. And yeah, it was really anticlimactic. Oh, well, I don't blame them. They were all like, oh. <laughs> When you work with people who never take sick days yeah. and then they finally do take a sick leave and you you do, you're like, oh my God, what happened? And they're like, oh no, I just didn't feel up to it. I just had a bit of a sniffle. Exactly. This has happened a few times. I have like had to take a fake sick day yeah. because something has come up. It's just easier. Sometimes it's just easier. Last minute thing. You're like, I'm just going to do the sick day. But then within like a few days, I get actual sick. Oh, I see. I see. It's happened three times. Three times that I've taken a sick day. Like years ago, it was an interview. Once it was uh, something happened with like a family member. And rather than go into detail what it was, I was just like, no, 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 I'm sick. And then within three days, I've either gotten a really bad cold <laughs> or like something bad has happened. And they're like, oh, you're still a bit sick. <laughs> and you're like, no, this is real. <laughs> this is a new sickness. <laughs> that was my old fake sick leave. Wow. And I feel like that's my guilt. You bring it on yourself, Kate. I do. I have found some apparent scientific studies that confirm that man flu could be real. For example, influenza vaccination tends to cause more local and systemic reactions and better antibody response in women. Testosterone may play a role as men with the highest levels tended to have a lower antibody response. A better antibody response may lessen the severity of flu, so it's possible that vaccinated men get more severe symptoms than women because they don't respond to vaccination as well. Interesting. Man and flu is real. <gasps> Hashtag confirmed. <laughs> And in at least one study reviewing six years of data, men were hospitalized with the flu more often than women. Another reported more deaths among men than women due to flu. Again, this could just be more of a case of, you know, quote unquote, man flu. Yeah. And the other thing is there are studies that say a lot of medical professions do not take women's pain seriously. Yeah. So a lot of women, it's not necessarily that they have a higher pain threshold than men. Yeah. It's more that they will sit in a discomfort because of things like period cramps, endometriosis 
diagnosis, childbirth, things that are just like excruciating pain for a body that hasn't really had full study done to know. There is just a lot of pain and discomfort that women will silently sit through. And there is a lot of areas in the medical field that they dismiss. It's very, very common for women to have their pain and symptoms dismissed by medical professions. So they go on suffering and it takes years before a proper diagnosis can be made. Whereas I feel like for men, their pain is taken very seriously. If there's pain or discomfort or illness, if you're looking at why potentially men are admitted to hospital more, it's because their pain is taken more seriously. Men are always going to be admitted to specialists into hospitals at a higher frequency than women. Definitely true. They say a lot of medical reviews, the way that studies are done is they take old studies from the past and build upon it. They don't necessarily go back to point A. They'll look at, here's what we have found from research one, two, and three. Building upon that, we're going to start our study from this point. And they say a lot of studies that were done in anything kind of pre-80s is still built upon the studies done, again, from the 70s and 60s. When you keep going back to see what the studies were before, it was all done on male bodies because that's just what they did and they just assumed well it's going to be the same for a female so it's like there's just a lot of gaps in areas that they haven't done a lot of exploration and study on I 100% agree with that, Kate. Women are often either not diagnosed or misdiagnosed due to most studies having been conducted on men or boys. Mm, Look at us. Look at us. Talking all fancy. Well, Kate, speaking of man flu and whinging, I just want to change the tone for a second and take a moment to say that in the past, whenever anyone has gotten a vaccination and experienced symptoms afterwards and said, oh, the flu vaccine gave me a cold for three weeks, I'd always roll my eyes. They're being dramatic. Why are they always doing the most? But I have to say this year for the first time ever in my entire life, I felt symptoms following a vaccination, just a general things like feeling warm, chills. So I just wanted to apologize. I'm sorry to anyone that I've rolled my eyes at in the past. You were not dramatic. You are enough. (laughs) I feel like everybody just responds differently. Oh, of course. There's an ongoing argument with when you're like a teenager with cramps and PMS. Like I know women that would not be able to like, it's debilitating and others have no symptoms whatsoever. So it's like a full spectrum. But teachers would always be like, whatever. (laughs) You're going to PE, okay? You can't get you can't get out of sport. Having said all of that, at what point does asking if someone is okay get annoying? Say, for example, someone's been unwell and you want to check in on them. I feel like I mm-hmm. try and limit it. I will ask how you are because I care, but I don't want to be this super annoying person. I also don't want to appear to not care. Yeah. It depends on the person, depends on the illness. If it's just a common cold, I'm going to be like, hey, are you feeling better? If they say, hey, I'm sick, I'll be like, oh, no, that's unfortunate. I hope you get better. A few days later, I've honestly probably forgotten. Yeah. If it's in like a text format, maybe I'll see and be like, hey, I hope you're feeling better. Because usually I'm reaching out because either I want to talk to you or I need something or I've got a question. You only ever reach out when you need something. Exactly. So I've got like that weird point of how long do I have to just be cordial before I can ask my question? (laughs) No, that is in jest. But in all honesty, like it just depends on the person. If I'm sick and someone has not asked me how I am doing, everybody's got their own shit going on. Like I'm not going to be personally offended. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, I was sick and you didn't even ask me about it. (laughs) Like it would have to be a very good friend and something quite personal for them to be upset that I haven't asked them about it. And sometimes you don't want to ask them about it because sometimes people don't want to talk about it. You don't want to intrude. Exactly. Some people hate being sick. I just kind of play it by ear. I just think, oh, I haven't asked them today. Are they thinking that I don't care? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's more of an issue than it actually is. Yeah. You should work on that. 
I probably should. <laughs> See what Dr. Google says about that. Speaking of Dr. Google. Yes. I did come across some rarer syndromes that I thought I would mention. Ooh. Okay, so there's aquagenic urticaria, which is a water allergy. So there are only about 100 cases known. Allergic to water? Yeah, so they can drink water because it doesn't touch their skin. But those with this condition, they develop red itchy skin when they touch water. The temperature and acidity or alkalinity of the water aren't factors in causing a reaction. So I imagine that would make life quite difficult. That'd be the worst. I mean, I guess the girls on H2O just add water would understand. Cleo, the bathroom's free. Enough, the conversation. No. Okay, moving on. This is something that I had actually heard about before. Mm. Foreign accent syndrome. Ooh. There are only about 100 cases known as well. So it's a speech disorder that causes a sudden change to speech so that a native speaker is perceived to speak with a foreign accent. It's most often caused by damage to the brain, caused by a stroke or traumatic brain injury. I was going to say, is it head trauma? Yes. Mm. Another one I hadn't heard of is Alice in Wonderland syndrome. What's that? There are only about 166 cases. It's a rare neurological disorder characterized by distortions of visual perception, the body image and experience of time. So people may see things smaller than they are, feel their body alter in size or experience the syndrome's numerous other symptoms. And it just sounds like they took some LSD. I guess that's why it's called Alice in Wonderland syndrome. All right, Kate, so I know how much you love games. I do. We're not getting married. (laughs) All right, so we're going to play a game where you have to guess which one is the STI. Oh, gosh. Is it Latin or is it an STI? Okay. All right, so Kate, which one is the STI? Condyloma acuminatum or Concordia salis? The second one. The second one, Concordia salis, means well-being through harmony. Ah! Whereas condyloma acuminatum is related to genital warts. (laughs) You should have known that one, Kate. All right. So the next one is Morbus gallicu or Morbus virginius. Oh, I want to go Morbus virginius because virginius. Um, I'm going to go number one. You're going to go for the first one? Yeah, I know I'm going to be wrong, but yes. So the first one, Morbus gallicu, is actually meaning French disease, which is referring to syphilis. So you're right. <laughs> yes. Morbus virginius is virgin disease or iron deficiency anemia common in young women. Oh, okay. So one right. You got one STI so far. Well done. Okay. So trichomoniasis or tres fasciant collegium. The first one. All right. So now, Kate, you actually have two STIs. Congratulations. This one is a very common STI caused by a parasite. And the second one actually means three makes company. Oh, okay. You're very well versed in your STIs, Kate, it seems. Woohoo. A lot of guesswork. (laughs) So we're going to play whip crack in a second with a bit of a twist. But before we do, here's a word from our sponsor. Too sick to go to work or just not bothered to go in today but don't want to make that phone call? Introducing Fully Sick Cuts. Our service takes the anxiety and guilt out of calling in sick and does all the hard work for you. Hi, I'm calling on behalf of my customer, I mean daughter, Geraldine. Yeah, she won't be able to come into work today because she's not feeling well. What's wrong with her? Oh, uh, I see we don't have a signed waiver on file allowing me to disclose this information. Look, I don't have to explain anything, okay? I'm not paid enough for this shit. 
I know what you're thinking. What about the doctor certificate? For a limited time, we are throwing in certificates at no extra charge. What are you waiting for? Our fully sick c**ts are waiting for your call now on 0055-876-967. That's 0055-876-967. Certificates not issued by registered doctors and may lead to unemployment. All right, so are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Judges, start the clock. Pringles or shingles? Pringles. Would you rather turn blue or have the flu? I'd rather have the flu. Would you rather be bold or have a cold? Have a cold. Would you rather be an overachiever or get glandular fever? Overachiever. This is high stress. Would you rather have black pudding pie or an STI? Oh, uh, black pudding. I contemplated the STI, but I was like, <laughs> no, I don't want to go to a doctor. I'll take the pie. All right. The judges are accepting that answer. Okay, thank you. Would you rather make some art or do a shot? Art. Art over shot any day of the week. Well done, Kate. You've just completed and passed. Woo! Excellent. Woohoo! Good job. Okay, so Kate. Daniel. Reflecting on our conversations, mm-hmm. we have learned that you like to fake it. Yep. Fake it till you make it. Sure. Fake it to get a day off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on a road trip. Yep. Daytime television isn't the best. I think it's the best. You think it's going to be good, but then it's always a letdown. But you're still not at school, so it's better. Absolutely. And unlike Lorelai in The Gilmore Girls, as a child, when she's sick, she would have mashed banana on toast, which as an adult she thinks is gross, but you seem to have lemonade. And I think it's gross now. There you go. You're basically a Gilmore girl. Oh, gross. (laughs) Google your symptoms, go for gold, but also take it with a grain of salt. Yep. Man flu might be real, it might not be, Mm -hmm. but women tend to have a harder time. Women just have it tougher. (laughs) Women have it tougher in general. Yeah. If your friend is sick, definitely don't ask if they're okay because they're going to think you're annoying. Reach out, check on them, but give them some space. Yes, do check in. Yeah. Kate's very well versed on her STIs too, which we may have a conversation off air about this. I've got some secrets. (laughs) But that's okay. Anyway, it's been great chatting with you again, Kate. It's been lovely chatting with you. And (coughs) I think I have to go. I think I'm coming down with something. Okay, Meryl Streep, you should go and polish off your Oscar. (laughs) Take care of yourself. Stay well. Stay safe. This has been Good Chat. Good Chat.